The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Uh, we've heard you guys talk about a lot, uh, sharing stories about crime in your neighborhood, especially rural crime. Oftentimes you feel uh, left alone with no help to do anything about it. There was data released in July of last year that said rural crime continues to be on the rise across the prairies and in Alberta. Um, and... Um, that's a big problem. In Alberta, they say that 38%, it, it, there's a 38% higher rural crime rate compared to urban crime rates. Um, th- as I mentioned, this was something that uh, Jason Kenney promised to crack down on on the campaign trail. United Conservatives today are committing to crack down on the crime wave in Alberta. Property crime, violent crime, assaults, auto thefts, rural crime and urban crime with a serious package that puts real resources behind our commitment to keep Albertans safe. And that was uh, Justin Kenney, or Jason Kenney, rather, sorry, before he became Premier. Now, the government has said it had a 16-point plan, including hiring 50 more prosecutors and staff to move through the system, uh, to move people through the system faster. Today, Justice Minister and Solicitor General Doug Schweitzer kicked off a month long series of consultations with Albertans on this issue. He joins us this afternoon. Minister Schweitzer, thank you for taking the time. Thank you for having me on. So where are you, where are you today? I thought, uh, I think Bragg, Bragg Creek was your first stop today. Yeah, I'm just in the, on the road down. We're in Red Deer right now. Just pulled over here at the truck stop and we're heading down to Bragg Creek right now. Okay, so this was a priority for your government um, leading up to the election. Um, uh, now Premier Kenny, as I mentioned, outlined this 16-point plan. Uh, you've decided to go on the road to hear firsthand. Why did you believe that that was so necessary to do? Well, the feedback I'm getting consistently from my colleagues and as I talk to people from across Alberta is that they felt like the last the previous government, the NDP government, wasn't listening to them. So we want to make sure we communicate to Albertans that we're serious about implementing our campaign commitments from hiring 50 new prosecutors to making sure Alert has the funding that it needs mm-hmm. to implementing drug treatment courts. We want them to know that we're going to promise made, promise kept on our campaign commitments. But also we want to listen to people. Things change quickly in communities. We want to make sure we keep our finger on the pulse as to what's happening. Well, you know, and it's interesting. I mean, um, you know, we talk about uh, the, the NDP government and what you're, you've been uh, hearing about um, from rural communities um, about what they felt the NDP didn't or did not do uh, to address rural crime. But I would suggest that you can even go back further than that. I think rural crime has been an issue in this province for for quite some time. And, 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 and I think that there's a lot of people who have this feeling that they just have not been listened to, that um, they've just been brushed aside, and that is incredibly uh, frustrating and makes them very, very angry. I expect that that's what you're going to hear on, 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 on this tour. You know, we'll wait and see as to what the feedback is, but one of the things that we did is we sent some letters to the federal justice minister encouraging them to accept amendments brought forward by many of our MPs here in Alberta to change the criminal code, to bring in, you know, basically properly consider the realities of rural Alberta and prairie provinces that it's just, it's not the same as urban centers. Mm -hmm. Like sometimes the police are 30, 45 minutes away. We need to make sure that it reflects the realities of these communities. And that's one of the things that we hear about uh, all the time is is the distance from the from the nearest uh, Mountie detachment. What can be done on that front, or what is the government, you know, planning to do on that front? 
Well, one of the things we want to make sure that we you know, continue to give their police and prosecutors the resources that they need. Some of the frustration, too, comes down to the triage system that the NDP brought in where they're dropping cases. People didn't feel as though that you know, if somebody committed a crime and were caught, that uh, they wouldn't be prosecuted. Cases would be dropped. We want to make sure that people know that, you know, people that are committing serious offenses are going to be prosecuted. And, and you know, if incarceration is required, well, that'll happen too. So we're making sure that Albertans know that we're going to take this issue seriously. We're not going to drop the ball on it. We're going to make sure we out there engage with them regularly. Minister Sch- uh, Schweitzer, I mean, so what do you, you know, are, are you going to, is, is the government looking at hiring more police officers, maybe starting up more detachments? Oh, one of the things that we're looking at doing is just we're, this will be part of our consultation as well, talking to people about the policing in their communities, adequacy of policing, uh, taking a look to see what we can do to make sure that the resources are out there in the field. We're also looking to see if there's some things that we can do to streamline court processes mm. to free up police time as well, because a lot of our police time gets spent sitting in a courtroom. So we got to make sure that we free them up to be out there on the, on the street. Well, yeah, and then the frustrating things, it can, take, it can take forever for a case to make it through the courts, and we've seen them thrown out, and then no judge justice has done whatsoever and and that's incredibly frustrating and some of that too comes to basically it's the caseload on our prosecutors yeah. is enormous so basically sometimes you just get delays get built in and then you get into the jordan issues or cases being dropped mm-hmm. so we really want to make sure we work in tandem because if you provide too many resources in one spot you just create a bottleneck in the other so you got to do it in tandem with each other there's a lot of people texting in right now on on my text line minister schweitzer and uh, they're saying you know how what are we supposed to do to protect ourselves i mean some people are saying let's follow we should follow you know the advice from uh, Premier Klein a long time ago, uh, what was it, shoot, shovel and shut up. Um, what would you, for those people who are listening right now, um, what do you tell them on how to protect themselves and what they should be doing? Well, the, the biggest thing that we can tell them right now is that change is coming. We've heard you. Uh, we're going to continue to listen to you. And we're going to make sure we implement our plan to make sure we tackle rural crime head on. Uh, we're going to fight for you in Ottawa to get criminal code changes that will reflect the reality of your community. We're also going to be making sure we provide our police and prosecutors with the tools they need to do their jobs. And how long is that going to take? We're working on it right now. When we re- Right now, I've met with uh, the chiefs of police from across Alberta. Uh, we've met uh, as well with our head prosecutor on the plan to hire 50 new prosecutors. We are working on this. Uh, it's a big priority for our premier, a big priority for our government. So we're going to make sure we implement this as fast as, fast as possible. Minister Schweitzer, this tour is taking you uh, like Bragg Creek, Spring Bay, Red Deer, Lacombe, Pinocchio, Athabasca, Fairview, White Court, uh, kind of all across uh, the province into the rural communities. When you're done, when you have listened to everybody, when you're done, what are you going to do with that? Well, the big thing It'll help inform to make sure that we actually are committing to the right priorities. I mean, right now we committed publicly in our in our campaign to the 16-point plan and many other pieces of our justice initiative. But we want to make sure that we aren't missing anything. We're going into our first budget here this fall. I want to make sure that I've heard from Albertans and I'm mm. fighting for their priorities in that whole process. Uh, justice Minister Doug Schweitzer, also the Solicitor General, joining me this afternoon on the way on the way down to Bragg Creek this afternoon. I appreciate you taking the time this afternoon. Thank you so much for having me on. And a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you so much. Uh, 2.43 on the 6.30 Chad Afternoon News. We've talked about uh, crime in, in, in urban centres. We've, we've talked about it, um, you know, here in Edmonton or Sherwood Park or St. Albert. For those of you listening in, and I know there's a lot of you listening in, in our rural communities, what have you dealt with over the years? What have you had to face? What do you want changed
Someone just texted him and said, Jay Lynn, Klein, shoot, shovel, and shut up was referring to the BSC case found in the cows. It had absolutely nothing to do with rural crime and how to defend yourself. That was from Glenn. Yeah, duh. Know that, Glenn. But what I'm saying is that one of our texters suggested that might be uh, uh, a way that they would consider handling rural crime. I'm not saying that that's what you should do. I know there's a lot of folks out there who would love to take matters into their own hands, would love to take matters into their own hands. But guess what? You can't. You're going to go to jail. But yeah, I'm fully aware of that. Jay's on the phone this afternoon. Hey, Jay. Hey there. How you doing today? Good. What's going on in your neck of the woods when it comes to rural crime? Well, I wanted to point out that there's a similarity between urban and rural crime when it comes to uh, crimes that are considered uh, petty. Uh, everything from property crime, vandalism, vehicle break-ins, vehicle thefts, all that sort of stuff. And criminals who do this tend to operate with complete impunity. And the reason they do is because these crimes are, for the most part, far too insignificant for the police to investigate. Yeah. I've had it happen to me multiple times. I go into the police station, I make the report. You know, they are uh, listed specifically, uh, you know, to be able to track the crime statistics, uh, how they use for the city. And then they, then they say, start for look, and they hand you a paper for insurance. Yeah. And that's one of the reasons why insurance rates are so high, because these guys that, that are doing these crimes know that there's very, very, like, very, very small likelihood that they're ever going to get caught or prosecuted because the crimes are petty. Yeah. They're ongoing, and that's rural and urban. Yeah, you're, you know what, you're right, Jay. I told a story not too long ago. It was my grandson's first, you know, hours out of the hospital, went over to his grandmother's or his great-grandmother's house. Um, the uh, car was broken into. A bunch of stuff was stolen, like, within hours, like, f- yeah. of him out of the hospital. And 15 minutes on the driveway, some guy on a bike comes up, whips open the door. And again, we should have locked the door, but we thought, you're safe in a nice, quiet little subdivision. But guess what? Mm. You're not. Um, no. Took a whole bunch of stuff. We recovered some of it, um, but some of some of the stuff this guy got away with but you know what we didn't report it we didn't report it at all and you know why what we bother, should have right? why bother nothing's going to be done about it but i guess part of me is like maybe we should have so there's a record of it in that community yeah that makes sense this is a city that makes it so that you can report these crimes online so that they can track yeah. instead of actually going into the police station showing the, the that in of itself shows that the city has no expectation that they're going to actually be investigating or doing anything about these sorts of things. I had my vehicle broken into at about 3 a.m. last year. My neighbor came and knocked on my door. He said, the guy who did it is on a bike yep. right down the street right there. And I could see him. Yeah. So I called the cops. He disappeared around the corner. By the time I had talked to a police officer, he said, how long ago did this happen? I said, not even, like, maybe five minutes ago. Yeah. And I said, are you guys going to send a car out? They said, no, he could be anywhere in the city by now. Yeah. It's not worth it. I said, are you kidding me? Yeah, it's frustrating. I, that, it was a guy on a bike that did this, too. Yeah, yeah. With, the, with our grandson. Yeah, a guy on a bike. And a guy on a bike did that at my house years ago. It's like mm-hmm. this roving pack of <laughs> losers on bikes. But for all we know, it's the same guy hitting up different areas of the city at different yep. times of the week, yeah. you know, because because he knows he's very unlikely to get prosecuted yeah. for anything. Jay, want to thank so what you. What do you do? Yeah, that's, that's a great question. What do you do? I think you still need to make a report somewhere. Um, I think you still need to make a report somewhere. But again, yeah, what, what would you do if you caught him? Thank goodness my, my son and my husband didn't catch the guy. That would have been ugly. But then he would have been charged, right? What do you do? Right. right. And, then, and then we're the bad guys for protecting our property when the city won't do it for us. Yeah. Or, or, or when the RCMP won't do it, do it for them in rural cases. Like, there has to be an answer to this. And I understand the police resources are stretching. They have to yeah. look at serious 
crimes first, and that totally makes sense. But does that mean that everything else, everybody just gets a pass on? So I should just start going busting into vehicles and stealing change because that could be a second part-time job for me yeah. at this point. You'd, you'd be the one that would get busted, though. You know that, eh? Oh, yeah. I'm not I'm, not, I'm not <laughs> Jay, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Take it easy now. Shirley, the bus driver, what's going on rural crime, crime in your neighborhood? Oh, there's lots of it, I guess, up here. Um I'm also a member of the Provincial Rural Crime Watch Association and our local association. Uh, you can join the local Rural Crime Watch associations and get some help from them, but also work together because you are, are the eyes mm-hmm. and the ears of your community. Secondly, get us all together, and we've tried. We want the front license plate. And you know what? I've seen that a lot coming up on the text line, Shirley. A lot of people saying, yeah, put that back on there. You better believe it because as an example, when I'm driving the school bus down Highway 63, I went past a place and all of the vehicles are backed into this particular place. Now, normally I don't see that many vehicles there. I only see one or two, but a whole bunch of different trucks and cube trucks and stuff like that makes you wonder. But another thing, too, is they have this group called Citizens on Patrol. Now, that started way back in the 70s in Edmonton, Mm. which I was a member. And that's a long time ago. We had CB radios back then. (laughs) They have Citizens on Patrol, and now they're bringing them into, getting them into the country. But I'll tell you something. They are sometimes, some of them, have to look at what they're doing to other people's property. And I'm going to refer to uh, something personal. It's not really personal, but it belongs to Crime Watch. Is our Crime Watch signs on the highway? Mm-hmm. Citizens on patrol. Yep. If you're taking down Crime Watch signs and putting your own up, that's not very nice. Uh, okay. And we've had it happen. I want my signs back. Shirley, appreciate the so, phone call. Always great yeah, to hear from you. Yes, thank you, Jaylen. I appreciate your call. That you're talked the other day on about your name being your name. I love that. <laughs> Thank you very much. Hope ball's going well with the bus drive-in this time around. Yeah. Take it easy. Real good. Okay. Um, as some of your texts coming in. Um, Jaylen, regarding your statement coming up about, about rural crime, I wrote a book called No More Mr. Nice Guy. It's a guide to defend yourself, your family, your property in Canada. It was published last May in 2018. I've been delivering presentations across the province as well and selling the books. I provided a proposal to the provincial government with some solutions for certain aspects of rural crime. The book's been very well received. So again, that book is uh, No More Mr. Nice Guy, uh, How to Defend Yourself. Carrie, Carrie's on the phone. Hi, Carrie. Hello. Hi. What's your uh, What's your dealings with rural crime? Uh, actually, I used to work for a security company, mm. and uh, yeah, we've noticed that a lot of times we're going after, like after a robbery. Yes. Uh, so one of the things that I'm I'm kind of noticing is that a lot of people are like knocking on front doors and knocking on back doors, checking if people are home and mm-hmm. then leaving. Uh, so yeah, you know, I mean, uh, I know like doorbell cameras is really hot right now and it's really helping people out. So I would suggest everybody to get one. Doorbell cameras. Yeah. And you know, it was amazing after that, uh, after that fireball on the weekend, just to see how many people actually did have, have one of those ca- uh, cameras. Carrie, appreciate the advice. Uh, let's take a quick break here. Vi, hold on. I'll get your phone call quickly coming up.